Emma Jonker. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in this episode I return to having a chat with the Wild Eye team. So in this episode I speak to Emma. Emma took over our general travel or custom tours division, and it has been amazing to see what she's done with it. She's crushing it, she is pumping out itineraries, and in this conversation found out a little bit about her guiding history and hotel school and a bunch of other cool stuff as well. I hope you guys enjoy this one. literally just conversations there's nothing too serious about this all right and, <laughs> and we've just started okay let's go <laughs> why is general travel so busy suddenly because it's chaos it is chaos um i think people have finally come out of their shells mm-hmm. you know post-covid i think people have recovered from the festive season and they've they want to go and, they want to go on holiday are people saying anything are they like oh my god we can finally travel again or i mean because you, you're getting a lot of inquiries yes yeah is there a theme mm. Not really, eh? It's it's just a lot of people want to travel and they want to travel like now, like in the next, oh, really? so in next two or three months. Yeah, like a lot of bookings coming oh, in wow. for March, um, a fair amount for April. Can we service so. that? I mean, not us. We can, but is there spaces for these people? This is the challenge, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to shop around, eh? Yeah. It's, um, you know, the availability is there. You've just got to, just yeah. got to find it. Where are people wanting to go? Um, I've got quite a couple of bookings at the moment for South Africa. Um, okay. families looking at South Africa. Yeah. Um, all over the place, Zanzibar, Mauritius, mm. Tanzania. And um, this is more me being curious, but where is most of them coming from? Um, the States. Quite a bit from the States. Quite a bit yeah. from the States. A yeah. um, few from the UK. Okay. Um, some South Africans with Canadians. Yeah. So, yeah, a good mixed bag. Okay. <laughs> what were you doing before you joined us? Sure. Um, <laughs> how far back do you want to go? Ah, take it um, all away. Yeah, no, look, I've always worked in, in um, tourism and hospitality. So COVID was a bit of a, uh, a difficult time to deal with. Um, but before COVID, I was working as a tour consultant here in Joburg for, for Journey Beyond. Okay. Um, and worked for them actually till like July when COVID happened in March. Of 22. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we 2020. 2020. We were working from home for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably the most soul-destroying time of my career, you know, because you'd been putting all these itineraries together. And then for oh, those few shit, months, yeah. you're just undoing everything that you, you had been working towards, yeah. you know. So, and nobody's traveling. That was, I mean, that's a big part yeah. of the satisfaction of our jobs is when people actually go 100%. and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't happening. So it was a pretty dark, dark time. Um, Journey Beyond ended up having to retrench a lot of their staff. So from July, um, I was at home, mm-hmm. just being a prisoner in our house like everybody sure. else was. Um, but before Journey Beyond, um, I was working a little bit part-time for a dive operation or a dive oh. school. So you dive, um, I take it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I've been diving mm. since I was 13. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. This year is the only year that I'm not renewing my, my dive masters. Why? It's expensive and I'm just not using it. I don't get mm. in the water anymore, you know. It's, it's yeah, silly to spend those hundreds of pounds on, yeah. on something that's not being used. Um, yeah, so just helping out on a kind of part-time work-from-home basis, mm-hmm. just helping them put their um, trips to the coast to, um, together. And before that, I was working for Peak DMC, 
Um, I was in the office for about three or four years mm-hmm. um, as purchasing and reservations manager. They did a lot of um, scheduled departures. Yeah. Um, and before that, I was working as a guide. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit as well. I just wanted to do something you said earlier on. So, I mean, you, it was March 2020. The world yeah. changed. Stay at home. You can't do anything. Yeah. Then up until July, it's this, this hack where you're just trying to undo all the work you've done. And it's just a mental fuck up. And it's just all bad. How did you deal with it? What did you do? When, when I mean, drink a lot. But no, this is the truth. It is. It is. I can when tell you stories. When we could get alcohol, did you? Were you able to hack the system and get it? Yeah, but not good stuff. You know, oh. you couldn't get the. You couldn't. <laughs> 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 it was yeah. It was. It was also a drain on your economy if you were yeah. if you were shopping on the black market. We oh. stocked up uh, relatively because we all thought it was going to be done in a couple of, of weeks, right? Of course, a couple of weeks at home, and then we go. Yeah, and then we'll be back at the office, back carrying on, yeah. and. Yeah, no, it was was a tough time. Um, we I also had my daughter at home because obviously schools were closed. How old was she at the time? Uh, one and a half. Oh, that's hard. Eh? Yeah. And my husband was at home as well because he was still driving overland trucks. So mm-hmm. he was one of the first casualties when all of, of his course. trips got cancelled. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, having your freedom taken away from you, having your whole work life collapse, and the whole world just felt mm. like it felt like it had gone crazy. Yeah. I was chatting to Johnny yesterday, and um, or oh, two days ago, it's all blurring together in these these podcasts. But at the time, I was chatting to a therapist, and the one thing, especially for someone like you who's outdoors, you're diving, you've guided, um, for your husband who does that, um, we guide we're outdoors, and then suddenly the world becomes two dimensional because you're on Zoom all day long, Ugh. you're watching televisions, you're watching screens, and there's yeah. obscene amount of screen time. And he said to me, you know, just get out. Because we could only at level five go to the pharmacy, the doctor, or buy food. He says, just go walk around in the shopping center just to get some kind of 3D stimulus because mm-hmm. it's not healthy for us as humans to live like that. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah, look, it was challenging. We we live in a complex, so our neighbors are like right there. Yeah. And we, we were fortunate enough to kind of make friends over the wall. Pre-COVID, we hadn't really paid much attention to each other. Sure. We had always just been just on. like living past each other and trying to ignore when we were both in our gardens together. (laughs) (laughs) But they had a youngster who's a year older than Alice. So the kids used to go out and and ride their bikes in the driveway and, you know, jaw around. Did your complex at least love Anderson complexes were so sticky that, no, you can't even be out in the common areas of the complex because what if someone looks at you and you get COVID? It was, ours was luckily, I think we've only got 16 units, but um, like Krista, her unit, we, we used to live there. Um, they were like, uh, uh, they would like on the message, how dare you let your children outside? Rubbish like that. Like, what? Yeah, there were some, there were some naysayers, um, but we just ignored them. Just you know, on. the kids, you've got to let the kids out. I mean, it's already, for them, I think they just thought it was normal. Mm. They just thought this is the mm. way it is, you yeah. know, and it's only now post-COVID that they can actually understand, look, yeah. the world, we don't have to stay in our house all yeah. the time. But so, so, so I mean, your daughter was a year and a half at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that... I mean, you, you might be able to comment on this, but I've, I've seen some research and studies and stuff where children from a certain age, I think it might have been just older than that, between like two and five-ish, for those kids who grew up in that time, there's seven basic emotions that we communicate with our, with our face. Yeah. And they grew up without that. They saw eyes. Mm. And there's this question as to how are they going to... Did you have challenges with that? Like, Well, it, the challenges came when she had to start masking up and going to school. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much while we were all yeah. in lockdown, because mm. then you could see everybody in the home in Yeah, the home it was space. normal faces, like they yeah. should be. But when she started going back to school, and we had to put that little mask on that little face. And 
she she's still struggling with some sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, the emotions are one thing. Yes, yes. But but some sounds like she's really struggling with her Because I couldn't L's. see the mouth. And I think it's because she doesn't under she she didn't grasp the concept of the way right. her mouth is supposed to make that sound. Makes sense. But I mean, look so. at us. I mean, I would go into the shops, and if I'm listening to you talking and I can't hear what you're saying, I'm taking mine off, and I'm thinking it's going to make me hear better. I mean, you did that. It's like, sorry, say that again, and I'm taking mine off. Yeah. It's a very strange time we've lived through. It was. I mean, it, 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 the universe just seemed to be against us. Mm. You know, the the whole planet. It was Maybe like, she's angry. I think she definitely is a little but the bit people, angry. People right now are quite strange as well. All this work bullshit and... Yeah, there's too it's many of us. Strange. There's just too many of us, I think. Mm. You know? I just, why are we making things hard? Yeah. Everything's hard. I mean, I went on Twitter early this morning having coffee, just scrolling through. And the news, if you showed the news from today to anybody even 10 years ago, God, even four years ago, they would think you've gone batshit crazy. Yeah. No, it's madness. Sure. We're living through madness. And sometimes it, it, it really affects me, like emotionally, when I read, when I scroll through my Twitter or whatever, mm. you know, especially the news items and just m- the inhumanity of the situation no, sometimes, right. mm. you know? It's, it's, it's one way the, 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 the media thing is if it bleeds, it leads. So anything bad, they're going to lead with. Yeah. But it's just, it seems to me like common sense is just gone. It's just, just Evaporated. Gone. Yeah, I and, know for sure. And with common sense being gone, the two, in any discussion, you and I can have a disagreement about something, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It's normal. It is. But we should still be able to find some kind of common ground. Let's say, for example, you argue that that coffee cup is great. I say it's shitty. Yeah. Okay. Right now, it is so far removed that we're never going to get to the common ground. The common ground is we both like coffee. So it doesn't matter. Let's discuss that. But, but there's some kind of commonality. Yeah. The world right now, it is so polarized that even if you're – Let's say you're on the far left of anything and you come to middle left. You're still so far away from middle right. There's no, no it's connection. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it's got to do with the disconnect between like our basic needs mm. and our expectations of how our lives yeah. should be. And I blame yeah. a lot of it on like consumerism and, oh, you know, the social media and mm. people. You've got to have this to be like this, you know. Influencer Whatever, influencer. That's crap, thing. Jerry. No, totally. that's crap. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, you know, if something's not 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 um, adding to your life in a in a positive way, then then move on. Mm. You know, don't take mm. it to heart. And yeah. I think a lot of people are so stuck on that superficial level. Mm. Basically, to live, you need to eat, sleep, yeah. drink water, sure, and you all know, the I basics. Think all the basics, which sometimes I feel are infringed upon here in South Africa. Sometimes. Well, if we don't really listen. It's a start. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I think the world would be a much better place if, if people just turned around and had a look and, and mm. you know, got down to the basics. Yeah. Instead of worrying about all of the noise yeah. that the world presents us with. It's an interesting time. I was listening to a podcast this morning. I went for a walk with Jackson. And the guy was talking about, he does satire. I mean, Tim Dillon, phenomenal mm. kind of satire comedian guy. And he was talking about AI. So I've been playing oh. with this AI thing for the last month or so. Yeah. And it is scary as hell. But he's also, I mean, if you look at where it's going, people are saying, no, 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 we can't do that. Listen, it's not a choice anymore. Yeah, it's coming. The iPhone came 16 years ago. It changed the world. Mm-hmm. This thing is now real. We're going to all die in five years because the Terminator is going to get us. You know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> the singularity kind of is going to happen. Yeah. That is <laughs> when does this thing become conscious? When is it aware? Da, da, da. But the, the, we're worrying about is a little boy with a penis, is it a boy or a girl? We're worrying about shit like that. Yeah. Versus, I don't know. It's... It's very, and I, I pulled back from Instagram last year 
specifically to get away from it because it's a negative cesspool of hate and misery. Yeah. And I've, I've gone back now, but I'm posting and ghosting. I cannot consume that much anymore. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of static in the world and you've just mm. got to find, you've just got to be selective about what you expose yourself to. And because, and, I mean, all the fake news and oh, all the, the hate speech that's out there, it's, it's sometimes it's best just to be in a little bubble. So you what know? does your bubble consist of? Family. Uh-huh. Um, don't have too many friends, but they, the friends I have are very close. Um, I saw a, sorry, I saw a thing um, on somewhere. Uh, someone shared a meme. It's like one of the hardest things in the world. And then they've got some example of making some dish, which I can't even pronounce, is either that or making friends as an adult. <laughs> it's, making friends as an adult is a... And especially now, because people... Imagine if you had to go into the dating game now. Hell no. And it's Tinder Hell and no. whatever all these things are. It's like, what? No. What happened to good old conversation? Look at each other, crush the bar, whatever. I mean, yeah. however we did in the old days. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, sorry, That's, your bubble. Oh, my <laughs> bubble. Yeah, friends and family, um, my garden. Mm. Um, do you do gardening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, green fingers, huh? Yeah. No, grow, I'm trying to grow bougainvilleas and I'm fighting with them. Bougainvilleas? Yeah. Good grief, Jerry, no. What? what? Bougainvilleas are weeds. <laughs> but they look pretty against my wall. <laughs> the thing is, I planted four of them, small ones, but then that hailstorm somewhere in December, there was that monster hailstorm. Yeah. It beat them to shit. I think it was just little dead sticks, but they're coming back now. Yeah, no, they're highly invasive. They, yeah. they, they will grow. But you see, I need it because when I moved into the house, the, the, there's the wall between the neighbors and us, and there was these big, beautiful trees. I wouldn't know what they are. But as we moved in, the guy said, listen, these first four, there was five, these first four have some kind of disease, and they, they use the medicine, and they're trying to save it. They all died. Oh, so no. basically, when I stand in my kitchen, and I open, it's like an open-plan dining room, oh. and I look outside over my little pool area, and I look up, I'm looking down there, like hallway. Passageway. And I've seen things that <laughs> I don't need to see. I can tell you the man doesn't manscape. Just leave it there, right? That doesn't happen. So no, I'm going just to kind of cover that up. See? Yeah. No, and they double up as a as a um, security measure because they've got those nasty spikes. Yes. So, yeah. See, so it's not there bad. Go. Yeah. Not too bad. My choice would have been What should I have? Different. I mean, you being into God, what should I have planted? What should you as have? a hedging thing that grows fast and will cover. Ivy, but ivy is also a bad one. But also yeah, no, I'm not really into kind of hedging plants yeah. and those kind of things. Yeah. More into my like epiphytes and orchids mm, and okay. air plants and succulents cool. and yeah, yeah. yeah. So you also go to Lifestyle for a morning out. Definitely, that place is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Lifestyle <laughs> Garden Center, what a joy! <laughs> go for coffee, walk around. But but this is the same. So I would go to Lifestyle and I see these plants that I I want to get that that looks cool. This and I never do because it's, I, I've, I have not got green fingers. But it's the same as going to Builders Warehouse. Like I walk into builders, I just want to buy power tools and shit. I'm never going to use it, but I want it. It's weird. It's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's consumerism. You see, no, it's huge. You. <laughs> Get off Instagram. For yeah. sure. And weekends, like, I mean, it's Friday now. Weekend coming up? Oh, just chilling, hey? Um, cleaning house, doing laundry, mm. visiting the family on Sunday. And family's all close by. Um, my parents, my mom's actually still in New Zealand visiting my sister. She's there until Feb. So, sorry, you, you're from here originally. How did the New Zealand link come in? Oh, my sister and her family immigrated about f- three or four years ago. And happy there? Yeah, I think they are. They've got electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Would you ever move? Um, well, I've actually, um, I was born in the UK, so I've actually got dual citizenship. My parents moved to South Africa when I was two. Okay. Um, I've been back to the UK. I've tried to, I tried to live there when I was 19. And? No, thanks. Because of? Uh, the weather, mm. the people, the lifestyle. Is it it's fair? And 
I'm sorry to the people of the UK, but is it fair to say that, I mean, the weather's grey and miserable, and a lot of people mimic that. It seems like a heaviness that, and I'm just coming from the outside here, but it seems heavy and like, ugh. The the thing that fascinates me, though, is in London, there's Mm -hmm. so many Antipodeans, Mm -hmm. so many South Africans, Australians, Kiwis and stuff, and they all adopt that that Englishness. So you'll have a tube full of, of people, most of them aren't British, but they're all doing that, like, yeah. Dark, moody, like oh. the weather. It's yeah, no, it's. A I don't know if I can do that. No, I can't. I, I've I've been to London once or twice. I mean, I've gone to present there and stuff. I thought it was nice, yeah. but I mean, it was just I was in for four or five days. And it's a city. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. I love city energy. <laughs> I do. It it kind of resonates with me in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very busy. They say Laura mentioned it the other day when you when you're tired of London, you're tired of life, but you need so much cash to enjoy London. Must That's be the hell of expensive. Yeah, hey? no, it is. Must be hell of expensive. How did you if you want to have some coffee, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Oh no, that's fine. I mean if you so 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 you said you guided. Mm. How did that happen? Would you grow up thinking I want to be a guide? Or how did that come about? Well, I kind of think I started guiding when I started working as a dive master. You so know, that because, came first? Yeah, that came first. Okay, wait, take me back. So you finished school? I what finished then? school. Um, then I lived in Sedona Bay for a couple of years, um, which is a marine reserve. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I was working as a camp manager slash dive master slash fit in wherever I Do was Do whatever is needed, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're taking people out for, for a dive, you've got to do the whole pre-dive okay. briefing. You get on the boat and you go. Yeah. It's great. They can't ask you questions when you're underwater. You <laughs> 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 they have to remember what they wanted to ask you yeah, until yeah. they got back on the boat. Um, so I kind of think I got into into that kind of sharing, sharing knowledge and mm-hmm. sharing experiences with people. Um, and then... Yeah, my career, or I studied for a while, I traveled for a bit. Um, in South Africa? Yeah, in South Africa mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did go over to the UK, yeah. did England, Ireland, all that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then I came back and I studied. Um, did two, A's, uh, two years of a um, Bachelor of Arts, mm-hmm. <laughs> majoring in English Literature. Wow. But how yeah, did, how I did, did that go? I mean. It, it killed my passion for reading for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like, I can't do this. Yeah, no. No, I don't, I don't want to recreationally <laughs> pick up a book because you're forced to read so much stuff that you have to read as your course material. But now, do you think, and this is an honest question, at school, and this is my, my English lit is, uh, yeah, um, they would give you this poem and you would break, and then the teacher would go on about, he meant this, and then if you look at the third word in the second line and the 17th line, first word, he's meaning that his dog died four years ago. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> was it like that? Poem they, about break the it. Go- yeah. He just wrote something. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it does, uh, my takeaway from, from that whole, especially still being on, on the entry level side of mm-hmm. things, was that in academia, you can't really have an original thought. 100%. You know, you have to be able to substantiate your argument with references and whatnot. Yeah. If it's not peer-reviewed, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I found that rather stifling. Mm. So, and what was I going to do with a degree in yeah. English Lit anyway? At the wrong university to go into journalism, which, yeah. and I definitely didn't want to stand in a classroom and teach kids all day. Ooh, so, yeah. yeah, I dropped out and went to hotel school, which was something a bit more practical. Okay. Um, and then after hotel school and my prac, went over to, to the Middle East. Mm. I was in Doha for At a hotels? couple of years. I worked for Marriott. Okay. Um, yeah, so mm. went over as a, my official title was assistant lounge manager. 
was just like a glorified nightclub, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lounge manager. But, yeah, no, that was that was a good introduction to kind of the the more corporate side of mm-hmm. of tourism and hospitality, which was not something that that yeah. we get much experience with in South for? Africa. I was there for about two years. And sure. then, yeah, okay. then I just had enough. enough. The, at the time, I mean, you were quite young at the time, yeah? Yeah. Money must have been pretty good. Yes, it was very good. Yeah. It was speaking, very good. Speaking to Randy as well a couple of days ago, I mean, she also went international to go and work. And I worked on the ships many years ago. And I think for a young person, I mean, I don't have kids, but I know the value for me and for most people I've spoken to that at a young age goes and travels. It's the school of life. I mean, it, it's golden. I think it's such yeah. a good thing. For sure, it really, I mean, it, it, you've got to be responsible and you've got to be independent. And if you're not, you will learn it very quickly. Yes, you, um, yeah, there's a lot of lessons that have been learned the hard way. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, you, you don't have, because I traveled mostly on my own, mm. um, you, you've got to, you're kind of forced to, to get out there. Yeah. You know, you can't just sit in a corner and watch the world go by. Well, yeah. the option is there to do that if you want to. Yeah, 100%. Well. But you kind of need, because we're social animals, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to interact with people and you need to move mm-hmm. forward and you need to make your own space in the world. Yeah. And I think traveling is a, a good way to do that. It really opens your you eyes. You learn, I think, if you're open, because I mean, that, what's that quote? You, there's a difference between a, a tourist and a traveler. Mm. Tourists uh, go to like Empire State and Central Park uh, versus going to get lost in the back streets. But why am I telling you this? It was good. Oh, the, the, you learn more. For me, I learned more about myself than the places I visited. Yeah. Because. I specifically went to go and get lost in the back streets of Hong Kong and shit like that. And, or in a country where you don't speak the language. Oh, that. Yes. I, I think there's, there's value to that. And I think a lot of the younger people today should go and travel so they can get a fucking wake up. For because sure. It's just the entitlement, the deciding, the having an opinion on everything, um, cancelling people for no reason. You know, go and travel. Just go and see the world first. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of seeing the world, as you say, you can go and visit the destinations or visit the mm. the, the spots and things, but it's the interactions that you have with people, yeah. and it's the life lessons that you learn. Mm. You know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, you can't you can't really get that kind of experience if you're just living in the neighborhood that no. you 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 grew up in. No, you know, it's very no. very life changing and thought provoking. Like yeah. it makes you think about yourself and where where yeah. you want to go and who you are. Mm. I had an interesting just on that. I had an interesting thing years ago. So, I out of school, I studied and then I did gymnastics international for a few years. And then we went on the ships. And it was probably about nine years after I matriculated. Most of that time was spent abroad. I mean, everything from Lithuania to France to China. It was amazing. Loved it. But I came back one day and I was walking in Cresta Center. And I bumped into a guy that was a matric with me. And we were pretty tight. It was literally like I'm, he, and he, he's, he's that, stayed at home, done, he's still staying next door to his mom's house type thing. He hasn't moved. And there was such a disconnect. It's almost like he couldn't relate. He couldn't talk to me. Because I'm like, yeah, I can be quite loud. But <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so, so I'm talking and this and that. And this guy's just like, it's like he saw a ghost. Because what did you do? Oh, no, I just came back from New York. And I'm going here and this and that. And he's like, and he gained a lot of weight. And I'm like, dude. And I know this is wrong because each to his own. But I felt sorry for him. It's like, you know what? Yeah. You missed such a beautiful part of your life. And now you settled. Now what? Oh. I don't know. It, it was, it, and that for me was a big moment where I said to myself, any given chance in the future, when I get to travel, I will travel. You're going to take it's it. It's just an amazing thing. 
I think it, it's not for everybody, though, mm. Jerry. I think some people... Some paranoid and anxious as hell. Yeah, I mean, some it just doesn't appeal. It's, mm. it's some, for some people, the worst thing that they could think about is getting on an airplane and flying halfway around the world to go and have experiences. Have you travelled on an airplane since COVID? No. Because no. I spoke... A very good point. I spoke to you, Han, about this. Not now, a couple of months ago. And I have changed the way that I feel about that. I used to be super keen on airports and all the whole process. After COVID, because they made it so fucking hard. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I get it. I mean, I mean, even people who said, because I'm going to Chicago, New York now to go and present, some people want to fly in to come and watch the presentation or whatever the case is. And just from two-hour flight in the U.S., can't, can't do it. So, yeah. but each does. And some people, I know people who's lived in Cape Town, they're about mid-60s, they've never been out of Cape Town. They haven't been to Joburg, but they're happy. Yeah, for so, sure. No, it does. Some, each to his own. Eh? Yeah, each to their own. And, and if we were all the same, the world would be really, really boring. Yeah, God. You know? I've had days in the last while where I hope people could be more the same because it's all <laughs> over this show. Anyway. No, it keeps it interesting. Come so, on. So, no, it, it is. It is. Interesting. There's a whole conversation. So when you came back from being a lounge manager, mm-hmm. what happened? Um, I went back to working at a little Dutch-Indonesian restaurant that I was working at while I was studying. Dutch-Indonesian? Yeah, in Benoni. Yeah. What, what kind of food is that? Um, like nasi goreng and Can you say Dutch? I'm just thinking strip waffles. No, Indonesian. <laughs> the Indonesian. Indonesian. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I mean, I've been there once or twice, but I wouldn't be able to call it. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a little bit spicy, yeah. rice or noodles. Yeah, okay. Lots of little things. Very nice food. And then from there? From there, um, I bumped into Alfred, who's now my husband, mm-hmm. um, and he had been on the road working as a as an overlander, as we mm-hmm. call ourselves, um, for for about two years. And he said, "Well, because I was complaining to him that I was feeling a little bit rutterized, and mm-hmm. you know, like I'd taken a step back." And mm-hmm. he said, "Well, we're always looking for for crew. Um, ah. Go for an interview, but I'm not taking you there. You're not do your thing. <laughs> do your thing." <laughs> And yeah, got a got an interview, got employed, spent the training period changing lots of tires in the workshop and so just fan for people listening to us now, so they know what a safari is. Explain to people what overlanding is. Overlanding is the budget option. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> basically, you get packed into a vehicle and transported from A to B by road. Um, and you're usually accompanied by, depending on what vehicle you're in, mm-hmm. um, a crew. So when I started, we were in smaller vehicles, so like taxis, mm-hmm. high aces, mm-hmm. column shifts with trailers and yeah. tents and stuff. Um, and then if you're on a bigger vehicle, like the trucks that That's I ended cool. up working on, um, you'll be with a guide and a driver, driver in the front, guide in the back with the people. What are you, were you the guide in the back? I was the guide in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you might also have a cook. Okay, okay. Just, you know, so two, three crew. Sure. Um, but yeah, so then I worked I worked as um, on my own for f- like the first two or three years um, because that was where it was. So you drive, you guide, you cook. Which areas did you do? Where did you get to visit? Uh, Southern Africa. So pretty much everything south of the Zambezi. That's cool. Yeah. Must have been fun. It was very fun. Yeah. It was very fun. And you know, you got to meet loads of awesome people and share experiences and share your knowledge. Yeah. And you know, it was just... Great times. Would you be able to do it again now? Um, I'd have to strap the car seat in the truck to take my daughter with me. <laughs> Look, I miss the bush, yeah. um, but it's, it's a hard life. Eh? It it's, it's really, 
you give you give so much it's a lifestyle really more than an occupation Mm -hmm. so yeah we we worked hard and the downtime at home you know you you don't you get to miss a lot of of family occasions christmases friends birthdays birthdays, weddings you know Mm -hmm. all these kind of things that just kind of slide by while you're in this zone on the road And, and funny enough you feel like that i mean no i'm guiding you feel like that but people look in thinking god you're living the dream for sure, and probably for the first five years. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. <laughs> for the first five years, it was it was great. I mean, we got the bonus after my little time working on my own. Um, we started working on the bigger vehicles. Company policies changed, so we started running two crew. That's cool. Um, so Alf and I started working, working nice. together, um, which put another dimension on things, you know. Sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it just it got to a point where... You know, you needed to go back to reality because you could stay. I could could have stayed on the road mm. forever. Mm. You know, I could have just quite happily pootled along. Um, but you got to grow up sometimes. Was there for you? And I, I, mean, I spoke to Randy, but I had a moment on the ships where I, I, it was a singular moment where I knew I'm done. For her as well, there was a singular. Did you have a singular moment on a trip or something that happened? You thought this is it. Yes. What happened? <laughs> oh, it was a big Dutch group going through Namibia, and they were complaining. About the dust, about the heat. They're complaining about, about dust and flies, heat in Namibia. About the, Oi. and I just, you know, I, I just, I, I had to take a step away, and I thought, you know, I've been, like, how can I, turn this around? Mm-hmm. Like these people have made their mind up that they're miserable, and I, whatever I say, whatever I do, they, they're just not going to turn around and appreciate where they are, what yeah. they're seeing, and I mean, for me, I'd spent years tra- like traveling through Namibia, and it was a joy. Yeah. You know, getting to see the seasons change. I'm big into my birds, so lots of birding, mm-hmm. the wildlife, the open skies, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I just couldn't get that these people were so obsessed with the nitty gritty. And that's when I realized that the, the people who were coming on our trips had changed from being travelers to, to being more tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, they just like want to come and tick that box to say they've, yeah. say they've been there, get those... Mm legendary photos so they can put them on their Facebook and tick the, tick the box, yeah. you know? Would you say, I mean, it's, it's probably not obvious because the, the people who you are now working with and, and creating trips for them now, traveler, tourist? Travelers. Hmm. Why? Travelers. What, what defines that for you? They've got their opinions about where they want to go. They've got their opinions about what they want to see. Sometimes they still need a little bit of guidance mm-hmm. and a bit of inspiration. Um, but I think for by the time a request gets to us, the people have already got a, yeah. a good idea of what it is that the objective for their trip. Sure, sure. You know what what it is they want to see and do, and they've you know we've got a lot of repeat guests that we work with. So yeah, they always want to get out and, and mm. eager to experience new things and yeah, yeah it's definitely. I almost said because because I mean what you do. Uh, we should probably tell people what you do at Wild Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a custom tourist <laughs> consultant, so all of your general travel requests yeah. come through to me. Yes, <laughs> and you're very busy. So we're looking at getting someone to assist underneath Woo-hoo. you as well, so hopefully soon. But I also think what you said there, for, for people who engage with you in order to craft an itinerary versus buying it off the shelf. Exactly. The tourist will buy it off the shelf. I'm going to go to the Kruger, done, move on. So, yeah, I think just the bespoke idea of creating it with input from someone like yourself, that's golden. 
Yeah, no, for sure, because there are so many options. I think mm. a lot of people these days are very eager to try and book themselves, save the money, do what they want to do. But at the end of the day, then you don't have a, a, the support of a team like we've got 100%. behind you. 100%. Um, and also, you know, there's, there's so much product out there when it comes mm. to accommodation, when it comes yeah. to, you know, what to see and do. Yeah. That how do you yourself, you know, if you, if you don't have any oh, <laughs> local knowledge... Yeah pick and choose what you think is going to be the best. And, and then so when you hard. get on the ground, you'll be like, oh, mm. this isn't... And then you've got to worry about accommodation now, the transfer now, the this now, the this, and all these different pieces. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, there's a lot of working parts. No, it's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, a week or so ago, we had a strat meeting, where, well, start of a strat, that comes next week, where people kind of look back at how they change. Do you do news resolutions? Uh, not resolutions. I've got a couple of things in mind that I'd like to achieve so this year. that would be my question. <laughs> Yeah. What does this year look like for you? I'm going to teach my daughter how to swim. She's four, and she okay. still can't swim properly. So that's nice. a big one. Yeah. Um, wean myself off the nicotine, mm-hmm. which because how long are you smoking for? Oh gosh. Ever. Now you're asking a question. <laughs> you know what it was like in the '90s. Come oh, on. No, of course, of course. No. <laughs> it was cool to smoke yeah. if we had only it's a thing, known. Man. What if you we had <laughs> only known. Um, yeah, and I've stopped smoking the cigarettes on the vape, so nicotine needs to be out of my life by by the end of on the year. On your vape, what do you know? Two percent, three percent? No, I'm still hitting it full whack, but okay. I feel like I've broken the like, like a, a rhythm of sorts. Yeah, no, I've, okay. I've the habits are changing. Okay, so that's, that's good. That's good. Um, what else? Work-wise. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Staring the at the possi- desk. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Yeah. You know, um, I think my my division's got a huge potential for growth. It is massive. Um, and I think it's it's a real it's a, mm. a a part of the the business that I'm really excited to to mm. see grow. Yeah. So just to streamline things, get processes and systems mm. in place that make the whole thing work smoother, yeah. so we can get those quotes out faster turnaround. Look, I mean, since you've come on board, the way you've managed it and the way you've grown it already, I mean, if we look at the numbers and if we can get someone underneath you to streamline that. So, I mean, super proud to have you on the team. It's been inspirational to watch you grow this thing so far. It's really amazing. And it's been a pleasure to have the opportunity. And I mean, such a a joy to sit in a position that's got such great scope, Mm. you know, because I come and sit at my desk, but no two days are the same. And I can imagine (laughs) all over the place, (laughs) but in a good way. Yeah, no, definitely in a good way. I mean, yesterday I was looking for Camps Bay accommodation, Serengeti accommodation, oh. Kruger. All at the same time. All of, uh, yeah. What would be, just last question, what would be the, the strangest destination request that you've had while you've been here with us? Of something way out that someone wants to go to? It was actually the same guests. One week they wanted to go to Panama and Costa Rica. Yeah. And then two weeks down the line, they changed their mind and said, no, they want to go to the Galapagos. Oh, wow. Which are destinations I know very little about. Oh, hello, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so those were, the, those, sure. those were a little bit out there. But bring them. We'll, we'll have no, a look. We've got, we've got connections. We've got people mm. who, who are in touch with operators on the ground. Mm. And we, can, we yeah. can put those things together for you as well. 100%. And it's, it's great yeah. to, to learn about those places and I th- to I explore. Think, I think the nice thing for you as well, and for, 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 I mean, for anybody booking a custom tour with you and Wilder, you have access to a lot of knowledge of people that have traveled here. So I mean, if we talk about Iceland or Svalbard, I can jump in there or Borneo or whatever. And the guys all have that. But what people must understand, there is still the safety and security of having that 
one point of contact. Emma's your person for this whole trip. Yeah. So I still, I, th I think it's great. No, for sure. And it's, it's, a, it's a privilege to be part of a mm. team that, you know, because we sit in an open plan office, it's very easy for me to just say, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah the open <laughs> plan office can get a bit rowdy sometimes, <laughs> but it's great. No, I think yeah. it's great. No, but Emma, sure. listen, I know we've got work to do. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again. And yeah, proud to have you on the team. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for listening, guys. Bye for now. Okay.